Guys, I am so, so glad you are all here because um, we love having you guys here on Friday nights. Like, this is one of my favorite, this is my favorite place to be on a Friday. And um, excuse me while I try and, oh, this isn't going to work. My, my, my iPad is so old that um, it doesn't really connect to the internet. So my notes <laughs> aren't on it, but I might be able to get them on my phone. So anyways, um, who, who here is in grade seven? Because for, for the first, this is your first time at Impact, grade seven. Okay, can you, guys, can you guys just stand up? Can you stand up? Yeah, come on. Okay, okay, stay standing. You guys, I'm so proud of you for coming because all of these other big people, they're, they're sweaty, they're older than you, um, and maybe it's intimidating, so I'm proud of you. Thank you for coming because we, we do impact for you guys. Like, we're not here for ourselves, um, and the older youth, actually, there's some of them that even care about you and you didn't even know it yet, and all of our leaders, there's 23 or 25 leaders here tonight that are here because you guys are here, grade sevens. I mean, we're here for the rest of you as well, but tonight specifically, grade sevens. So I'm proud of you. You came this week. Come back next week, okay? Because, yeah, we're excited about you tonight, but we're excited about you to keep coming from grade seven all the way to grade 12. Because, because that's what, this is why we do impact. While you guys grow, we're here for you. And we want to introduce you to Jesus. So we're proud of you. Thank you for coming. Come back next week, okay? And bring, bring a friend that didn't come with you because they had hockey or some other silly excuse, okay? Awesome. All right, you guys can sit down. I got him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to quickly tell you guys about when I was in grade 7. Um, uh, have, have any of you ever seen, a, I was going to get a picture, but I forgot. Um, have you ever seen me, grade 7 Nick? Have any of you seen that before? I was like, I was like this tall, and um, there's a picture on Mrs. Stevens' class wall, and I look pretty funny. I was like this tall, and I had like straight buzz cut. I was like a little, yeah, I know. I was, okay, it's not that weird, come on. <laughs> I, was, I was a little bit chubby, um, and, and uh, you know, I was, it was grade 7 Nick. It was who I was, and um, I was like, you know, when you're in grade seven and, uh, and the, um, we had a high school here at KCA as well. And so the girls in high school, they were like, oh, he's such a cute little guy. I'm like, no, I'm a man. <laughs> I'm a grade seven. Come on. And they were like, oh, he's so cute. And so that was what I looked like in grade seven. And then from grade seven, um, I started coming to Impact. And my first night, this was actually the front door. Do you guys remember that when this door was the front door? And we had like a, a big tunnel over here. So you would come in, and you'd come in here, purple everywhere, purple. Because Koinonia, for some reason, is purple. And then you'd go down here through and then into the, into the foyer. And we didn't have the new foyer yet. So it was just that main hall and the auditorium. And my church was like the size of this room only. And that was the whole building. Like it was small because I didn't come to Koinonia um, on Sundays when I first started coming to youth. So I walk in with my friend, and uh, he's like, oh, you, you have to come out to Impact. It's going to be amazing. We worship, and we're, we're sweaty, and we eat pizza, and it's amazing. I'm like, okay, okay. So, so I walk in, and I come up those stairs, and I'm just like, what? Huh? This is your youth group? My youth group was like 10 people. And um, Pastor Brian was my youth pastor, legend. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and, and I had 10 people in my youth group, like 
There's not even, there's more than 10 people in this front row. That was our youth. So we would hang out on Tuesdays. We would like get donuts from Zares and like play fun games. And that was our youth. It was amazing. And then when I came to Impact for the first time, I was like, whoa, this isn't a youth group. This is like, this is like a concert every Friday. And man, this reminded me of my first night. Worship team, seriously, well done. Like we're so thankful to have you guys. So um, we, we do this every Friday through the school year, every Friday night, except for a couple that we'll make sure you know about. We're going to be here, and we're going to have a service. We're going to have some amazing food. We're going to play dodgeball. We're going to have so much fun together. Um, but I wanted to kind of remind you guys why we actually do this. Because for a long time, Impact just started, and then it just never ended. And then for the summer this year, um, we, we took some time off of our services, and we were hanging out at different people's houses. How many came to one of our summer hangouts? We had so much fun. We were skateboarding and we were swimming and doing many fun, playing spike ball and doing lots of fun stuff. And so that was the first time we had like a long amount of time without a service. And so now we're back to services and I'm sure you probably haven't even thought about it. I wonder why we do Impact on Fridays. Well, great. Thanks for asking. I'm going to tell you about it. Um, Koinonia, you'll, one of our, do you guys remember the series House Keys where a bunch of our different pastors were teaching about the keys of the house, so like stewardship, um, mission, serving, and one of them was, you don't remember? Come on. One of them was generations. And at Koinonia, we believe in generations. And what that means is we believe in church for, like, newborns all the way up till, like, a thousand-year-old people. We believe that Koinonia is a place for that whole age group from birth all the way till you go meet Jesus. Koinonia is for you. Some, some churches um, are just full of old people. Some churches are just full of young people. But when Pastor Stephen Beth started Koinonia, they decided that it would be a church that believes in generations. And so what that means is that our leaders and our staff um, want to have a, a youth service and a youth ministry. Not, not all churches have this. Some churches, you would just like go sit on couches during a service, and that would be your youth group. Like, this, this is amazing. Like, the fact that we can even use this space every week, that we have enough chairs to fit all of you. Like, I'm blown away at how many people are here. Like, guys, this is amazing that we have leaders that, that care about you. We had 30 leaders in here um, two weeks ago for a meeting, and we talked about the theme, and we talked about the fall and into the year and all the things we're excited about for impact. And we, we're doing it because we care about you, because we love you. And that's not just, that's not just us who are here on Fridays. Um, all of the people that make Koinonia happen, from the staff that clean this place to um, your leaders that, that prepare messages and prepare teaching, and even the, the accounting people that take your money when you pay for stuff, like everybody at Koinonia believes in you guys. And so we're here to do this on purpose. So we don't want you to just come and hang out and do whatever. Um, we're, we're here for a reason. One time I was driving with Pastor Steve and a couple people, we were coming back from a something, a day conference or whatever, and we were driving, and he's, Pastor Steve's always like, hey, so what did you, what did you learn today? And uh, I was telling him about something that I had learned, and, uh, and I said something like, oh, yeah, and sometimes it feels like, you know, we're just doing youth ministry, and he's like, hold on. I was like, oh. <laughs> he's like, just youth ministry? Youth are the future of our church. Like, you guys that are here are the future leaders of Koinonia. Whether you believe it or not, God will begin to uncover it in you. An amazing purpose and destiny is placed in you. And so we, ha we have these services on Friday night to help you uncover that, to help you uncover who God's created you to be. Because as a church, we need you. As the world needs you. Your school 
needs you. And so we're here on Friday nights to encourage you, to fill you up with God's presence, to talk about things you're struggling with, to take funny pictures of you in the back row. We're here for you on purpose. And so we want you guys to lean into that. And the thing about is, okay, is being a teenager hard? Yes, it's so hard. I was a teenager once. I just actually became not a teenager two years ago. Being a teenager is super hard. So imagine grade seven Nick, who was like small, buzz cut, um, a little bit chubby. And then now imagine current Nick, who I'm a little bit taller, so the the chubbiness just spread out a little, which is nice. Um, when 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 I was in grade 12, my hair was like down to my shoulder. It was long. Like, I, if you stood grade 7 Nick beside grade 12 Nick, you'd be like, what? Like, that's not the same person. You change so much in this time. From grade 7, grade 7s, when you come to impact um, in grade 12, you're going to be, like, way different. You're going to be way taller. You're going to be way stronger. You're going to be able to eat a million times more pizza. Um, you're going to go through so much change over these years. Have you ever felt like you could eat a million pieces of pizza? Like, this part of being a te- don't worry, you'll get there. Don't worry. If you don't feel that way yet, you're going to be able one day to sit down at, at the table, eat a whole pizza, and then be like, huh, yeah, I could probably eat another one. Like, it's part of being a teenager. Or maybe, maybe um, you've been so, so angry that all you want to do is just, like, cry and cry and cry, but instead you just laugh. Has that ever happened to you before? Yeah, right. Okay, me too. You're a teenager. Amazing. You're going the same way that you physically, you change from stubby Nick to a little bit taller Nick. Um, that whole change is going to happen to your body. It's just normal. It's part of being a teenager. It's a little bit weird, but whatever. We all go through it. God created you to do that, so you're welcome from him. <laughs> you're going to go through all that physical change, but your brain is actually changing at the same time. Your brain is going from being a kid to being an adult, and that's like Think about a kid that you know, and then think about an adult you know. Like, I really seriously hope their brains are different. <laughs> the, same, the same growing pains that you experience, like, you know when you wake up in the night and your calf is just like, Ugh! growing pains, because you're, you're, if you haven't had that yet, don't worry, you'll, you'll get them. Um, the same way you experience that, your, your brain is actually changing. The way that you make decisions, the way that you think about relationships, the way that you care about people, the way that you care about yourself, all of those things are changing from your kid brain, where you don't really think about that much, to an adult brain, where there are so many thoughts going through your head, where you have all these memories and life experiences. You're, you're going to change a lot over these six years in impact. And that can be a change that's for the good or a change for the not so good. Because if you, one thing I've noticed is that some of my friends who I started impacting grade seven with, that, you know, we're, we're going together, we're going through all of this change, we're going through different schools and relationships and, and different things in our life. And, and um, some of my friends who go through all of this change, they, they decided that instead of, they, they decided that they would just try and figure it out on their own. So they just look to their friends around them and they're like, hey guys, I'm going through this, what do I do? Um, they decided to like, whatever, open up the internet and decide on what culture says you should do. Hey, I like this boy. What should I do? Google it. Like, don't do that. That's stupid. But I've seen some people make those decisions, and it sucks. So, so one of the reasons we have impact on Friday nights is because you guys go through so much change, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and we want to help you get through that. Because when we go through times of change and where everything's going back and forth, like maybe you're feeling that way now. It's September. It's a new school year. 
it's a new, uh, maybe you're at a new school, maybe you're in a new class, maybe you have a new teacher. Like, there's so much new right now. There's so much new. And there's so much change. And when we go through change, we need something that's true to hold on to. And so at Impact, we believe that Jesus is the truth to hold on to. That's why we jump around and get sweaty, and that's why we worship, and that's why we prepare messages, and that's why we have life groups, that's why we have Sunday morning junior high class, because we believe that Jesus is the truth to hold on to. There's, there's nothing else that will get you through all of these changing years except for the grace and the love that comes from, from Jesus. And, and I'm, if, if you grew up in church, like, you've heard that before, right? Yeah. But that's something that actually needs to become real for you. Because you can know it up here, but if you don't know it here, then when everything changes around you, you'll have nothing to hold on to. And so we care about you so much that we, we actually, we want it, we'll do anything to, to introduce you to Jesus. We'll do anything to pray with you, to talk with you through what you're struggling with, through the things you go through with your family or with your friends or with your, with your teachers or your friends at school. So we're here on Fridays for you. So when you come, um, come come to receive. Don't come and just like hang out and like kick your friends and do whatever. I know you all kick your friends. Um, come to receive because we're here for you. Like the leaders, they, the leaders aren't like don't just give up their Friday nights because like, oh, they don't have anything better to do. Like Chris Mitchell has a family. Like he could be hanging out home with his wife right now, but he cares about you guys so much that he comes to give his time and make himself available. Chris has been on the Pack team for like a long time. Because he cares about teenagers, not because he needs something to do on a Friday night, but he cares about you. Like, this is serious. Like, we, this is why we're here. So, as a, as a team this year, we, we wanted to kind of have a bit of a theme for the fall and maybe a little bit longer. Because um, in the past, we've had different messages and, and maybe series and stuff, but we wanted to focus everything in on a theme this year. And uh, the, the exciting thing about this is that it, it, gives, us, it gives us a direction to go on. Because instead of going to different messages and different things, um, we're, we're going to follow this theme. And so our, our theme this year is called Yours to Discover. Can you say that with me? Yours to Discover. <laughs> Amazing. Well, you guys, wow. Way to go, class. Um, yours to Discover. That's the theme from now September through until December or maybe longer, probably longer. Couldn't tell you. And we arrived at this theme from this verse in, in Jeremiah chapter 33 and the verse says, God is talking to Jeremiah the prophet, and he says, call on me, and I will answer you. And when you ask, I will reveal to you great things and great mysteries that you do not yet know about. Have you ever been sitting in your seat, and somebody's teaching, and you're like, wow, I do not understand that. Maybe when I'm teaching. <laughs> right? It's real. There's some things that we don't understand, but we have so much life ahead of us, and we have so much space to discover these things, amazing things that the Bible teaches, um, things that we believe at Koinonia, things about worship, things about doing devotions, things about doing relationships well. There's so many, there's so much for us to discover. And um, you've probably, I mean, where have you seen that phrase before, yours to discover? Yeah, hello, it's everywhere. And it sounds a little bit cheesy at first, but let it, but, so we'll roll with the cheese first because we have this funny video. Um, when they originally released the yours to discover phrase, they made this video in like the 80s. So um, enjoy it. <laughs> Start at the dawn of a new day. Explore. 
exploring the wide open road. Follow the trail where it's leading you, and discover Ontario. You'll see the mist on the water. So, um, yeah, it's super cheesy, it's super old, but we're probably going to keep playing it because it's, it's amazing. And it's our theme for the whole year, so you're welcome. You're welcome, world. Yours to discover. Uh, oh, my water bottle, it stayed on. That was crazy. Sorry, let me just, I should have done this while we were, while we were uh, watching the video. Uh, okay. Yours to discover. This, it's a cheesy phrase. But it's actually so deep when you think about it. And so I want to unpack quickly three things about yours to discover that we want you guys to remember, that we want you to hold on to. So um, who has a cell phone here? Or like some device that you can touch and things happen when you touch it. Yeah, pretty much everyone. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, so take that out. And then now continue to take notes on it. Because... You, I know, I know, you take notes all day at school, you got to write stuff down at home, you take a lot of notes, but guys, the things we talk about at Impact, like, they're worth writing down. I mean, you're grade 10 algebra, whatever, you need to pass the course, but eventually, like, you're going to forget it. I forgot it. I forgot it. So anyways, the, the, the truths we teach tonight and the truths that we will teach all year are worth writing down. Because they, they are, they are, they're just straight up, they're more important than grade 10 algebra. They're going to help you through your life in so many different ways. So, number one, please write down, I don't know what I don't know. I don't know what I don't know. Okay, that's number one. There is so much for you to discover. When we were talking about the theme, um, Jonathan was telling me that, he's like, have you ever... Do you know how big Ontario is? I was like, well, yeah, it's like whatever, we live here. He's like, no, seriously, like, do you know how, do you know how many hours you could drive and still be in Ontario? I was like, no. <laughs> he said, you can drive for 36 hours and still be in Ontario. It, isn't that, like, you can get to Florida quicker than that. Isn't that crazy? 36 hours. There's so much of Ontario. There's so much of Ontario that you don't even know what you don't know about Ontario. Whoa. <laughs> but, so, so stay with me here. You don't know what you don't know. Guys, God is so big. A relationship with Jesus, it's so life-changing. There's so much for you to learn inside the pages of your Bible. Like, there's some people, they spend their whole life studying the Bible, and they still can't learn everything that there is to learn because God is, is so big. I mean, he created you in, in all of your complexities and all of your funny quirks and all of your amazing strengths. Like, God created you, and God is so big that he, he created you, um, and he created this amazing world that we live in, 
And, and we can see it, and we can see each other, and we can be friends, and we can try and understand a picture of, but there are so many things for us to discover within who God actually is. And so this is what we want to do at Impact. We want to help you guys discover what you, what you don't know that you don't know, <laughs> because there's so much for us to learn. We can ask questions, and we can find answers to those questions, but the, the funny thing is, like, if you talk to any pastor that's, like, over the age of 50, and you say, hey, like, now that you're older, you've been a pastor for a long time, like, you feel like you have a lot of the answers, right? <laughs> and honestly, most of the time, they're going to say, you know, I have some answers, but the more answers that I get, the more questions that I begin to ask. Because God is just so big. There's an amazing story in the Bible that I won't get into tonight, but it's from Job chapter 38. Write that down. Or maybe might be 40, I can't remember. But from Job... 38 till the end of Job, God is talking to Job about the universe. And God is just saying, you know what, Job, like, you went through a lot, you've been through a lot on this earth, but actually I'm God and there's so much that you don't even know that you don't know. There's so much for you to discover within your relationship with God. And so we want to help you get to know who God is, who he can be for you, what it means to have a relationship with him, what it means to hear your voice, hear God's voice. I mean, when you, when you get to know what God's voice sounds like, it will, it will change your life, and it will change the direction that he takes you on. And the big part of discovering is actually asking questions. And we want you to know that that's okay. Like, like it's okay to say, like, Nick, like, I don't think I can hear God speak to me. Or, Nick, in worship, like, I don't, I don't always feel God's presence. Like, what's the deal with that? Like, you're you're allowed to ask those questions. Like, God is not offended when you ask him questions. In fact, when you ask God a question, that actually invites God into a relationship with you because, because you're coming to him and you're saying, God, I don't have all the answers. Like, I, I, I don't know what to do and I need help. And that's part of discovering. And like I was saying before, your leaders were here to help you discover. Now, do we have all the answers? For sure, no, we don't, okay? But we, we have access to God. We have access to his Holy Spirit. And he is the one who reveals the answers to us. And even when there is no answer, his presence with us makes that okay. And so we're going we're gonna to dive into that. All right, so that was number one. You don't know what you don't know. Number two is take responsibility. It's yours to discover. What, no matter how many times you come, no matter how many times you listen to worship music on your phone, no matter how many times you just flip open the Bible app and do one of these and then press the verse you're going to read. Like, it's you have to do it. I can't, discover, I can't discover your relationship with God for you. I can't ask questions for you. Your friends, they can't do that either. Like, if you have that one spiritual friend that's, like, amazing and holds you down, like, they, as in, like, they, they like they're with you, they keep you grounded. Um, the, their relationship with God, it may rub off on you, but it will never be yours. Your relationship with God is yours to discover. So if you're sitting here tonight and you're thinking, man, Nick, you know what? Like, yeah, I've got some friends who they've got a lot of Bible verses memorized and like they can jump around and worship and they like raise their hands and they even cry sometimes. Like if, if you're feeling like, like you've been trying to live your faith through someone else, like I'm, I'm telling you, it's not going to work. Because <laughs> when you get to heaven, like there's going to be no youth leader there with you, like, like helping you praise and helping you, helping you worship God. Like it's not how it works. It's yours to discover so you have to make the decision to listen. When your friend is, like, trying to show you some funny meme during the message, like, just tell them to shut up. Like, it's fine. You have my permission. Okay? Or maybe you, you had a terrible week, 
and you come into Impact, and everyone's so excited, and they're scaring you at the door with those balloons, like, and you're so, and everyone's excited to be here, and you had a terrible week, like, you, your friends can only make you feel so good until you have to rely on God's presence and who God says you are to, to actually go somewhere, to actually have peace, to actually know what it means to be in a relationship with God. You, you, like, we can't do it for you. Your friends, your parents can't do it for you. It's up to you. It's yours to discover. It's your responsibility. And so we, we want you guys to remember that, okay? You got it? Easy. Done, right? <laughs> Kidding. It's not that easy. That's why we have impact, like, as many Fridays as we can, because, man, we need each other. As much as it's ours to discover, we need to be a part of the community as well. And that's so important. And number three is adventure. Have you guys ever been on an adventure before? So many adventures. Having a, a true relationship with God is actually, is actually like the best adventure you could ever go on. Um, you, could, you could skydive a million times. You could, you could go scuba diving a million times. You could, I don't know what else you guys like to do. I'm just, Whatever. The, whatever your dream vacation is, you could do that adventure a million times, and it will never be as fulfilling as having an intimate relationship with God, because God actually calls us to be who he created us to be, not who we want to be. When, when you have a relationship with God, and, and you're actually hearing from him, and you're actually telling him how you feel, there, I mean, that's, that's why God created us. He created Adam and Eve to be in relationship, and he had this amazing plan, and they didn't quite get it right. But when God sent Jesus, um, it opened up that relationship again, and we could continue on the adventure that God gave you to live. Because your life isn't supposed to be boring. Um, it, there's, there's so many Bible characters who, like, they, they were actually crazy. Like Noah, like he built a boat the size of this building. Like, that's actually insane. Like, can you imagine one day you just wake up and God's like, hello, my son, please build this big boat. Like, what an adventure. <laughs> And that sounds crazy, right? But what did God do through Noah? What did God do through Noah? He continued to introduce his blessing to the whole world through Noah's family because Noah owned his relationship with God and listened when God asked him to do something. Or um, think about, um, do you guys know the story of Ruth? Ruth got married to this guy and, and he died and then she got, she got married to another guy and he died. And, and so she was only left, she had all this tragedy happen. She was only left with, um, with her mother-in-law. What was her mother-in-law's name again? Thank you, Naomi, the legend. And so Naomi's like, Ruth, like, sorry, all your husbands died. Um, so, like, go do your own thing. I'm just going to be an old widow and, and go back to my city and just, and just try and figure my life out. And Ruth, um, she gets to know God, and she says, no, Naomi, wherever you go, I'm going to go. And whoever your God is is going to be my God. And, and Naomi worshipped the God of Israel. And Naomi was listening to God when he was speaking to her, and so, and so was Ruth. So they go, on this, they go on this adventure. They go back to Naomi's homeland. And, um, and, and Ruth, she, she's a widow. She's pretty old. Um, you know, she's trying to do her thing. And Naomi tries to set her up with this guy, tries to set her up to get a husband. And that she ends up marrying this man named Boaz. And the, the, the crazy thing about this story is it sounds like, pretty weird story. Um, but, but Ruth and Boaz were actually David's great-grandparents, like King David. Did you know that? 
like they're like David's like great grandparents. God used Ruth's story and the adventure that she chose to go on with Naomi to change the whole world. Or think about um, think about Peter, Simon Peter, one of Jesus' disciples. He was a fisherman, and one day Jesus just hops in Simon's boat. He's like, "Hey, can I use your boat? I'm going to teach." <laughs> and so Simon's like, "Okay." So Jesus teaches for the whole day, and then when Jesus is done, he's like, "Hey, Simon, like." What are you doing, man? You're a fisherman. Like, let's go catch some fish. And, and Simon, he says, uh, Simon Peter says to Jesus, oh, we, we were fishing all night. We couldn't catch anything. And so Jesus says, okay, just, let's just go back out once more, and we'll catch some fish, I promise. So they go back out, throw their nets in. They caught so much fish that their boat began to sink. And that's amazing. That's a miracle. But the craziest part is that Simon actually decides to leave his fishing business, to leave his family, to leave all these fish he just caught and follow Jesus. And he goes on this amazing adventure. I mean, he got to be with Jesus and walk with Jesus as, as Jesus changed the whole world. He turned it upside down. I, th- I think tonight that God wants to call you into an adventure that's going to be yours to discover. And it's going to be for you. And you have to own it. And no one else can fill the shoes, that, the purpose and destiny that God has for you. No one else can do it except for you. And so as we're here... Our, our leaders are here. Um, we're, we're here for you. We're here for you because we care about you. Because we care about, and, and actually, we, we can even see the adventure that God has in front of you. Because he has an amazing life, an amazing family, an amazing job, an amazing career, an amazing um, school, whatever, time that he wants you to be a part of. And, and we actually believe in you guys. So I want to I, I do something that um, we don't do super often, but if, if you could stand with me. I mean, we stand a lot, but. And I want you to just close your eyes. And, and worship team, you guys can start to, to do your thing. Um, and as your eyes are closed, I want you to just think about a dream that, that you have in your heart. Just, just let yourself start to dream for a second. Um, but don't stop when the dream gets a little bit scary or when it feels like it's a little bit too big. Just, just take a couple seconds and be quiet and just, and just think about a dream. I, I, actually, here's what you should do. Ask the Holy Spirit to bring a dream alive in your heart. Just do that for a couple seconds. You can keep your eyes closed and just keep thinking about that dream. And, and I hope that, um, that it scares you a little bit. Pastor Steve always says that when, when we dream dreams that, that are God-sized dreams, we can't do them on our own. Um, when you dream a dream that's a God-sized dream, it should make you afraid. It should make you a little bit uncomfortable. The adventure should make you uncomfortable. But the best part is you don't have to do it by yourself. The dreams that God is birthing in you he, he wants you to pursue. It's an adventure that he wants you to go on. And, and so you, you, whatever grade you're in, if you're in grade 7 or if you're in grade 12, let tonight be the start of, of a new adventure. And not just a fun adventure that just makes you feel good and, and gives you adrenaline, but let it be the start of an adventure that is inspired by the Holy Spirit that you actually can't do unless you hold on to the truth of who Jesus is. 
So we're going we're gonna to take some time to worship. And um, you guys can, can come, come back up to the front and, and fill this space up. You can do that now. We're going to take some time to worship. It will be a little bit less sweaty. Um, but, but as you worship, don't, don't talk to your friends. Like, don't poke them or, or like, do silly things. Because we want to just stay focused for a couple more minutes. Keep that, keep that dream that's a little bit, that adventure that's a little bit, like, scary. Keep that in your heart and in your mind as you worship. Because, um, because I believe that, that God is actually going to strengthen you and strengthen you and strengthen you to be able to take the first step of that adventure. And I can't do it for you. Your leaders can't do it for you. You have to do that for you. So team, lead us and let's worship together.